January 16th, Matthew chapter 11, verses 7 through 30. When John's disciples had gone, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. Who is this man in the wilderness that you went out to see? Did you find him weak as a reed, moved by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? Those who dress like that live in palaces, not out in the wilderness. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger before you, and he will prepare your way before you. I assure you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the most insignificant person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching and baptizing until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and violent people attack it. For before John came, all the teachings of the Scriptures looked forward to this present time. And if you are willing to accept what I say, he is Elijah, the one the prophet said would come. Anyone who is willing to hear should listen and understand. How shall I describe this generation? These people are like a group of children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends, We played wedding songs, and you weren't happy. So we played funeral songs, but you weren't sad. For John the Baptist didn't drink wine, and he often fasted, and you say, He's demon-possessed. And I the Son of Man, feast and drink. And you say, He is a glutton and a drunkard, and a friend of the worst sort of sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by what results from it. Then Jesus began to denounce the cities, where He had done most of His miracles, because they hadn't turned from their sins and turned to God. What horrors await you, Chorazin and Bethsaida! For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have sat in deep repentance long ago, clothed in sackcloth and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. I assure you, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on the judgment day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to the place of the dead. For if the miracles I did for you had been done in Sodom, it would still be here today. I assure you, Sodom will be better off on the judgment day than you. Then Jesus prayed this prayer, O oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding the truth from those who think themselves so wise and clever, and for revealing it to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has given me authority over everything. No one really knows the Son except the Father. And no one really knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give you is light.
This week's Bible meditation, James 1.19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Hello, my name is David Kelly, uh, 54 years old, basically, from the west side there in the bottoms. Um, tell you a little story about uh, how I was uh, on the road to destruction. Uh, I, uh, I knew God uh, since the age of 18, and, and, and I knew he had taught me some things, and, and uh, so I wasn't a stranger to God. I spent... A lot of time turning my back on God, uh, and He didn't deserve it. Uh, I was just really demanding uh, with Him, and uh, uh, so anyway, um, last couple six months of my life, I, I uh, went off the deep end, and uh, I left my uh, family uh, years back uh, because. drugs and alcohol, and I turned my back on my kids, and they were uh, an absentee father to them uh, for the majority of their lives. Um, I, uh, I got really desperate, and uh, at some point in time, after using for such a long time, I basically had given in to it and said, there's no way out, um, I'm just an, I'm a drug addict and uh, I can't change it. And so um, I started using really heavy, heavy, heavy. I uh, end up, you know, selling my uh, condo and I spent about $21,000 on uh, drugs, um, got my uh, vehicles taken away from me for OMDI, and in the end, uh, um, uh, I was living on, I was sleeping on somebody's couch, basically in a trap house. Um, I had spent some time in the forest, uh, living in the forest, and uh, someone felt sorry for me and let me live on their couch. Um, I was eating at the pantry, and I was eating at Jericho's uh, over on Broad Street, and uh, the guys from the refuge would come in, and I was uh, just, I knew they were, uh, I knew they were uh, godly people. I could tell they had the love of Christ in them, and I was so jealous because I had once tasted that. I had once tasted God's uh, what God had to offer, and I was I was jealous, and it made me irritated at those guys. I used to tease them, but um, they would share their stories, and um, they would talk about how um, you know I could people could come up to uh, Veritas Church for an interview to get accepted for rehab, and I knew I needed that. I knew I needed to do that. I didn't want to leave um, the legacy of for my kids that uh, their father had died in the street uh, with 
over drugs or gave into his addiction. Um, and that's the end of my story, you know. So I didn't want to leave that, you know, for my kids. And so um, I did have an, an experience at Cherico's. Um, there was some, I was going to a Bible study and there was some quarreling going on there and one of the guys came in and said, I know exactly what we need to, to, to fix this situation. So he started playing some worship music, which I thought this, that was the worst plan in the world. But uh, once he started playing this music, uh, I felt like I was in a different place. I felt like I was actually in heaven. And this girl that was on this, uh, singing the song was singing actually directly to God. And it moved me to the point where I just sat there and cried my eyes out. And I just felt like, you know, I'd been trans, you know, transcended into heaven for a few minutes. And I know that sounds weird, but that's the way it was. Um, that motivated me to uh, take a chance and I, um, I decided on a Monday that I was going to walk up to the hill and try to get uh, accepted into the refuge. So I uh, did uh, wake up on a Monday around 8 o'clock and started walking up the hill. And on the way up there, uh, you know, the devil decided to give me one more uh, temptation. Local drug dealer drives by and asked me, offered me a ride. Well, that doesn't happen because I'm broke. And they're looking to make money, and I didn't have any money. But she offered me a ride, and I said, "Sure, I want to ride." And she goes, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to rehab." And she goes, "Oh, that's too bad. I had a had some work for you." And uh, I knew what that meant. If I did the work, you know, I'd get paid in drugs, and I don't know how. God had to give me the strength to get through that because I basically told her no, I wanted to go to rehab. And she um, went about taking her time, going through McDonald's and everything else to give me a, more time to think about my decision. But God enabled me to stand behind that decision and made it up the hill. And um, <clears throat> uh, went through the interview. I got accepted. Um, but um, the real part of the story is that, you know, God wanted me to be at the end of my rope. And he wanted me to work all the angles that I had and, and, and uh, use all the bridges I had. And then uh, when I ran out of those resources to come to him, because uh, he does deserve all the credit, he reached out to me. He uh, spoke to me uh, about how he takes care of the birds and he also takes care of us and, and much more. Uh, and I just want to give God the credit for where I'm at. I want to thank the refuge for the uh, opportunity and I want to thank everyone that works here for their encouragement. And I want to thank all my brothers for their acceptance. And uh, that's it.
Psalm 14, verses 1 through 7. For the choir director, a psalm of David. Only fools say in their hearts, There is no God. They are corrupt, and their actions are evil. No one does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if there is even one with real understanding, one who seeks for God. But no, all have turned away from God. All have become corrupt. No one does good, not even one. Will those who do evil never learn? They eat up my people like bread. They wouldn't think of praying to the Lord. Terror will grip them. For God is with those who obey Him. The wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed. But the Lord will protect His people. Oh, that salvation would come from Mount Zion to rescue Israel! For when the Lord restores His people, Jacob will shout with joy, and Israel will rejoice. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. By wisdom the Lord founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deep fountains of the earth burst forth, and the clouds poured down rain.